0: Greetings listeners, Emanuela Sandy, IGL's Governance Lead, on the Vision Knowledge and Policy podcast. In today's podcast, I'll be speaking with
1: Dr. Fredlin McCormack here.
0: Dr. Fredlin is Aisha's Director of Policy and Research, and she is also the President of the 50-50 Group Cirelio. In today's discussion, we'll be looking at the chances of having more women in the next parliament. So, Dr. Fredlin... Swaziland has made a lot of legislative progress for women, with three laws recently passed last year. The Gender Equality, the Women's Empowerment Bill, and the Public Elections Act, and the Political Parties Registration Act. As an expert in gender, what does this mean for the number of women that we'll be expecting in the next parliament? Um, and should we be um, excited or celebrating as women
1: Thank you, good afternoon Emanuela, good afternoon listeners. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, So as you know, women have been long campaigning for a 30% quota in Sierra Leone, especially since the numbers of elected women have fallen systematically. So with every election since 2002, we've seen a decline in the numbers of women in parliament. In the most recent elections in uh, 2018, the percentage of elected women actually remained the same as 2012, it's around 12%. So, given that women have such low numbers in Parliament, as you mentioned now, we have several laws, including all those that you mentioned, and it's great that we've been able to actually pass laws now that will increase women's political participation. And we commend government for these because it's, it's been a long time coming but there are aspects that we need to interrogate more so um, today given your question i'm going to focus on what the laws say about increasing women's representation in parliament specifically Um, so you mentioned a couple of laws we have the political parties registration uh, the pprc act that says a political party shall award at least 30 percent of its symbols for public elections to women in all electoral districts in Sierra Leone. We also have the PEA Act, which says that for every three candidates nominated, one of them should be female. So on the surface, definitely, it looks like these laws could help increase women's political participation, but for us to move beyond the 30% in nomination, which the law calls for, to at least 30% 30, 30 of women elected, right, so not just nominated, but elected, we really have to pay attention to where political parties place women on the lists in every single district, especially given that we are using the PR system. Good.
0: Um, What do you mean that we need to pay attention um, on how political parties select what is it that is mm. critical there in the placement of women on the list
1: for okay. every district? Okay, so we know that with a PR system, parties are called to submit lists of candidates. And there are particular orders in which you can have these lists. And what I'm saying is that the higher that women are placed on this list in every district, the better the chances that we can achieve 30%. So. If women are placed third on a list, that is after every two two men, Sierra Leone will not get the promised 30% in the coming elections.
0: Yeah. So can we have a deep dive on this one um, Mm. for listeners to be um, to be able to understand how the listing can be done? Okay. Um, Let's look at um, the parliamentary seats in total are going to be um, 35. Three are added to the 132, sorry, it's going to be 135 instead of 132, because we are going to have three additional seats for the next parliament. Mm-hmm. Each district is having a quota. Mm-hmm. So can we look at um, two districts, make comparison? Let's look at Carine, for example, that would have five seats, mm-hmm. and bonds that would have five um, seats, um, mm-hmm. five representation in parliament how will this how should this placement be done that women um we would have increased
1: women in parliament this time okay okay thanks that question so let's take as you said um and bonth when you look at the results of the 2018 elections we see that karine is a stronghold of the apc whilst bonth is a stronghold of slpp And by stronghold, I mean that it's likely that all the parliamentary seats will actually go to one dominant party. So as you mentioned, Karina and Bonth have five seats each. So let's take Bonth first um, and and SLPP. If SLPP puts women third on the list in Bonth, that is one woman after every two men, this will result in only one woman out of the five elected for that district. 20%. 20%. And the same is true for Karine. That is, if you put a woman third, and by that I mean man, man, woman, man, man, woman, if you put women third, you will not have the 30% that we're calling for. So if a woman is placed either in the first position or the second position, then we can get at least 30%. If you put a woman third, that is one woman after every two men, it will only give us one woman out of five or 20%.
0: Oh, thank you. So what about districts like Falaba and Kuenadugu that have um, fewer seats than Bonth and and Karine? Because for Falaba and Kuenadugu, it's gonna be four seats each. Mm. So how will the, um, the, the listing be done?
1: Okay. So in districts with fewer seats, it's even more necessary to make sure that we put women at the top of the list. So in the example I gave you before, um, where we looked at Carina and Bonth, they have five seats. So you can either put a woman at the first or second and still be able to get 30% or more. In fact, we'll actually get 40%. But in um, seats in, in districts like Falaba and Koinadugu that only have four seats, you have to put a woman at the top of the list if you want to make sure we get the minimum 30%. Why? Because let's say in Falaba, let's let's try Falaba first. You've got four positions. You do woman, man, man, woman. If you do it that way, you can actually get 50%. But if you put women in third place, i.e. man, man, woman, man, you see you only get one woman out of four, which gives us 25%. So if we put women first on the list in districts like Falabanco and where you only have four seats. If you put women first on the list, where we will actually be able to get 50% in such districts.
0: Wow. So it's possible we have all these laws, including the quota Bill, and still fail to get 30% exactly. women's representation.
1: Yes. No, you're absolutely right. Because the devil is in the details. The way that we operationalize these laws will make all the difference for women's representation in Sierra Leone.
0: So what about districts that could clearly be seen as swing, like... Um, Kono that has 10 seats
1: Hmm. this is where it gets even more complicated because the seats in that district um, in those types of districts could be shared by multiple parties and if each party places women in the third place on the list we again reduce the chances of women getting 30 percent so for example let's look at the 2018 election results in Kono In Kono, we saw that APC, SLPP and C4C all had votes. Now, if the elections had been based on the district block PR system, APC and SLPP could have won two seats each. And then the dominant party, C4C, that currently controls the district, could have won six seats. So imagine if SLPP and APC have two seats each and they put women in third place that is man, man, woman. If they put women in third place and they only have two seats each, you will have no woman elected um, either from the SLPP or the APC. So of those four seats between them, all four seats will be taken by men. Now, let's say C4C does the same thing and C4C has six seats. If they place women in third position in these six seats, we will only get two out of six, right? So man, man, woman, man, man, woman. There we see out of C4C's six seats, they get two seats. So when you put all these seats together, out of the 10 seats in Kono, women will only have two of those 10 seats, which gives us just 20%.
0: How what will be the implications of this?
1: So um, the the implications is that we have to think in competitive districts where seats in a district can be shared among several parties, and these parties put women at the back of the list, the lower we have chances of having 30% of women's representation. So in short, we need women at the top of every single list in every single district put differently For every three nominations, you have to put women first. But let's not forget, right? We're not limited to just one woman out of every three nominations. Last week, we had Raymond George of Neck. Raymond George of Neck told us in the podcast that parties can nominate more than one in three women. So parties can even submit up to three women in a list if they so choose.
0: Oh. Thank you very much, Dr. Fredlin. Do you have any last word? um I know um listeners that you have understand now how the ranking of women or the listing of women can be done so that we will have at least the thirty percent that we want. Thank you, Dr. Fredlin. Do you have any last word to leave with us regarding the available laws to ensure that women have more seats in parliament in the upcoming elections mm.
1: so We've seen in many countries and just many countries around the world that when we have more women in politics, it can make a big difference to the development of that country. And it's great to finally have laws that recognize this. But while we celebrate the passage of these laws, there are big hurdles ahead of us. So for us to really achieve the much talked about 30%, women's groups have to do more work to analyze the districts on a case-by-case basis, understand the dynamics, and engage the political parties to position women in vantage positions so that we can be sure to elect women in good numbers. Further, we have to engage with EMBs, electoral management bodies, to make sure that the regulations are implemented with an eye to attaining this minimum of 30%. So really, it's not just about celebrating that one in three nominations must be a woman. It's about making sure that at least 30% women, if not more, actually get elected.
0: You've been listening to Bridging Knowledge and Policy podcast with me, Emanuela Sandy. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Fred Mockmock and my producer, Lucy Aliu. You can visit our website on igl.sl for more information. Till we meet again, have a pleasant weekend. God bless.